Welcome back to fucking Lizard Talk. I know it's been a while, but you know how it is. Life happens. Stress happens. I don't know, you just get busy. And sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. And podcast really hasn't been my priority priority lately, but <clears throat> I don't know, I've just been chilling. And I've been just kind of waiting for more content to kind of build up. Then I can talk about a few more things, but... The reason for this podcast is obviously to continue Lizard Talk Saga, but I would also like to drop the hints and or uh, inner workings of a podcast that's going to be coming out with myself, yours truly, the Lizard King, as well as my good friend Gunner. We're going to be doing a fitness podcast. We don't know exactly the name of it yet, but it's something that's going to be coming out within the coming months. Now... The reason we're going to do that is both of our backgrounds are heavy into fitness, so we would really like to elaborate more on the various topics, subtopics that are going on within the health and wellness industry, especially with COVID going on because it's quite a hot topic. You know, staying fit inside, you know, what what should people be doing, you know. But Gunnar and I, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge in that area, and it's where our background really is thorough in in study and we just love have a passion for getting people to move so that'll be coming out soon and we'll get more into the sciencey more sort of technical phrases and how the human body works how the human body responds to stress and yeah so that'll be a fun podcast we can do and we're going to try to incorporate some healthcare practitioners and or wellness practitioners you know like ats athletic trainers physical therapists various healthcare professionals and get their take on certain forms of exercise and the fads we see going on today but let's just jump into the juicy stuff that i had planned for today so yep that new podcast coming out not sure what we're going to call it yet if you have any ideas let me know but leaning towards eh, you'll just have to wait and see but that'll be coming out soon so heads up for that but the first story there's two main things I want to talk about today. I'm briefly going to touch on this first story about Tom Cruise. He's recently in the news. He absolutely blew up on his production crew during the filming of Mission Impossible 7. I'll get into that, but then I'm also going to talk about the new developments that are going on within Star Wars, as well as kind of a recap of Mandalorian. Spoilers ahead, so figure your shit out if you haven't seen it yet. So, starting off right away, Tom Cruise. Holy fucking shit. Show him the fucking money. This dude is nuts. If you didn't think this Scientology googly-eyed motherfucker wasn't crazy already. Oh, man. It's like a two, three-minute audio tape, and he's just berating his crew. Like, okay, so the context. Tom Cruise is filming Mission Impossible 7. It's behind shooting, like, three, four months you know, with the pandemic going on, blah, blah, blah. Oh, these are unprecedented times. I hate fucking hearing that shit. So goddamn old, like a goddamn broken record. But I get it. They gotta follow the rules. So, they've basically been pushing this back, pushing this back. And, you know, they're trying to follow the guidelines, wear masks, and social distance throughout the crew and whatever. And, you know, Tom, what, five foot two, whatever he is, walking around cast or yeah walking around the the set that day and 
he notices two of the production crew members they're hovered over a laptop they're looking at a, a shot they're trying to edit something both have masks on but then he flips out because they're not socially distanced and you get the audio tape of him going off for literally like three minutes and he's just shouting and saying like oh if you don't work if i see that again you're fucking done you'll never work in hollywood again like he went full like i don't know it just seemed weird because he's so dramatic about everything like oh like people are relying on us to make these fucking movies like dude (laughs) taking shit a little too seriously don't we think christ like i get that he put up a lot of his money he put up a decent chunk of change because he's producing this movie this seventh installment of this godforsaken movie franchise i mean the mission impossible movies are decent i'll watch them but like holy shit man like seven i don't know man semi-decent actor shitty person scientology man that's just some weird shit you literally pay for like this membership in this cult and you ascend to be a higher being look at their compound look up there if you have time look up scientology compound it's like a military installment and it's a fucking cult it's bananas so yeah, that happened in the news, and yeah, he's freaking out, and I'm, a, oh man, I wonder how he's going to rebound from this. He's got Top Gun 2 coming out, ugh, man, but like, he didn't really do anything wrong, he was just, you know, he paid money, he was trying to not lose money by having production, you know, set back again by positive results or whatever, I don't, I don't give a fuck, but that's that I mean he's a little bit harsh with it but you know in Scientology you can sweep all this under the rug for him I'm sure fuck those guys but that's enough about Tom Cruise average actor not that great I don't like him I love the movie Top Gun but it's kind of bullshit like if you know anything about flying or the aviation community like where he's inverted over that mig and he takes the picture that's complete horseshit that movie and that movie has tricked more people into joining the navy thinking they become fighter pilots and suck each other's dick doing sand volleyball with spiked hair and aviators like great movie I i love the movie but it uh it's more fiction than anything but let's get into star wars so, if you haven't been watching Mandalorian, you need to get your shit, your shit fucking together. The greatest TV show on right now. And, I wouldn't say of all time, but pretty damn close. It's a new take on Star Wars. It shoot, it's Star Wars, but spaghetti western style with an edge to it. You know, there's not as much uh, heroism. It's more so... I want to say vigilantism. It's more it's just kind of an he's an anti-hero. He's the quiet killer. He's uh, more of an emotionless pr- protagonist. And I think people just like that. At least I do. But there's action in it. There's gunslinging. And, you know, Grogu's... Oh, yeah, spoiler. Baby Yoda, Grogu, is now his name. If you didn't figure that fucking out. But... Man, Mandalorians. Oh, my God. That, that show is so fucking good I love that shit and what is today the fucking 17th of December tomorrow December 18th is the season finale of Mandalorian for the second season 
and this is this is only the eighth the eighth episode. Like what? The season just seemed really short, especially when the episodes are like 40, 30 minutes long. Like, give us a little more content, a little more bang for our buck in this second season, especially the the, the intricacies of the characters they've introduced in this. I would have expected them to elaborate on them a little bit more. You know, you got, spoiler, Ahsoka coming in, like, and you got, oh, don't get me started on Boba Fett coming back. As soon as that episode opened, you see Slave One, or Boba Fett, previously Jango Fett's ship. I don't even know how we describe it. It looks like a bowl with, like, a... Hell, I, I can't describe that. It's an iconic ship. And as soon as that flew in with the colors, like the brown rust and then the green, I knew, okay, that's Boba Fett. That's what's up. And we saw him earlier in the previous episodes but uh, on Tatooine, I believe. He's kind of following Mando. And he had like a black robe on and he was all scarred. But what a lot of people don't know is Boba Fett, you know, people thought he died in the original you know in return of the jedi the the final of the original trilogy when he fell into the sarlacc pit after his jetpack malfunctioned well if you know anything about the expand universe or read any of the books or know the george lucas story boba fett does not die when he's in the sarlacc pit or the great pit of carcoon the uh, 3po actually says it the pit takes years to digest things he says that in Return of the Jedi back in 1983. So, once he's down there, he's he's just chilling. You know, he's probably passed out, whatever, from the trauma. But he eventually gets his jetpack to work, and he gets out of there. And as we see in Mandalorian, you know, he you know loses his armor, I guess, on Tatooine. Becomes all scarred, but he's tracking Mando because he sees that he's acquired it. So now he's on, I forget what planet they were on, Tython. And... He shows up, he's like, you know, Mando, I want my armor back. And then, oh man, as soon as he gets, then the stormtroopers show up, they're, they've been, they've been tracking the Mando, and he puts his armor back on, and Boba Fett goes off. We finally get to see him be the badass we've always known him to be. And it's actually played, he's played by the same dude who played Jango Fett back in Attack of the Clones. And he's the... The image of all the other clones, uh, Tamara Morris, and he's a New Zealand actor, or I forget exactly where he's from, like Auckland. But that was awesome. And Ahsoka, tying, so you get the tie in with Boba Fett to the old trilogy, you get Ahsoka Tano, who ties in the Clone Wars series, so it kind of makes a nice bow right around that gift. It ties the, the canon universe together. And Soka was looking pretty badass. Uh, Rosario Dawson, I think, was playing her. And yeah, I was a big fan. The double double white lightsabers. And oh, we get the introduction. Spoiler. Admiral Thrawn. Now, Admiral Thrawn, if you don't know. You know, Soka was fighting that chick. And she said, you know, who, who's your master? Where is he? And, you know, Admiral Thrawn, the name got thrown out. Admiral Thrawn is a famous enemy in the, if you read any of the books, any of the real expanding universe of Star Wars, Admiral Thrawn is a major enemy in the Star Wars universe. It's likely that he's uh, the main guy over Moff Gideon. So we'll be very curious to see what happens in this next episode. 
but there are a lot of fan theories going around. Because when Grogu was there on the Seeing Stone on Tython, reaching out through the Force, supposedly there was, a, there was supposed to be a Jedi that hurt him. Or maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. There's rumors that it's Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka is definitely going to come back. But there's also, you know, uh, Cal Kestis they're thinking about from one of the video games. Ezra from the Rebel series. But my personal favorite would be Mace Windu coming back. Samuel L. Jackson is Mace Windu. Now, last time we saw him was Revenge of the Sith. And he's he's basically captured Palpatine and he's force lightning him. And he's blocking it with his purple lightsaber. And Anakin basically has to choose between... You know, allegedly saving the ones he loves because he, he thinks Palpatine can grant him that. Or basically choosing Mace Windu, which is the Jedi Order. He has to choose fear or his his trust in, in Mace Windu and the Jedi Council. And we obviously know how that goes. Mace Windu loses a hand and Palpatine electrocutes him out into the skies of Coruscant. But I think if we've seen anything in Star Wars, you know, the crazy acrobatics, the the bringing back of dead characters, I think it's highly plausible that Mace Windu survived that fall, doing some sort of forest trickery, something. But the reason it would make a nice uh, addition to The Mandalorian is now that we have Boba Fett back, if you think back to Attack of the Clones, who killed Boba, F or who killed Jango Fett? Who killed Boba Fett's father? On Geonosis, the big battle in the arena, during that thing, there's a scuffle between Mace Windu and Jango Fett. Mace Windu decapitates Jango Fett right before Boba Fett's very eyes. You know, the, the famous kind of sad scene in the, toward the end of that movie where Boba goes to grab his father's helmet and embraces it to his skull. So that would add an incredible amount of tension and uh, it would just really add to the story. Because... You would have a Jedi who's trying to help out, you know, Mando and do this thing. But then there's this secret battle. You know, Boba Fett's pissed off at Mace Windu. Or maybe he's over. Who know, who the fuck knows? But that would be an awesome addition. Oh, man. And Samuel L. Jackson just saying motherfucker in that TV show would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mandalorian. Holy shit, that's some good shit. Sorry for cussing so much. It's just who I am. But yeah, that's pretty... Mandalorian's moving along very well. I'm... Oh, that, that show is like crack. It just keeps you wanting more. That's why it sucks that there's only eight episodes. But I think that Disney Plus is hopefully going to give us some... Throw us a few more bones here. As a matter of fact, Disney just announced their next... They're kind of going to do it like the Marvel Universe, I think. They're, they got this next phase coming up. And they've, dropped, they've announced... Seven new major titles, or seven or ten, seven being Star Wars, and then three being non-Star Wars. I think the non-Star Wars ones are like Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford's coming back for that, holy shit. And then a few others, but... But yeah, let me tell you about some of these. So, well before I get to that, yeah, fuck it, we'll just get to it. You got the first one that's coming out... The Bad Batch. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The Bad Batch. So, kind of going back to the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch is 
going to be a similar animation style and or storytelling style. I, I'm, I would assume it's going to be a little bit darker. It's focusing on some genetically modified co uh, clones. You know, obviously the name, the Bad Batch, the the Bad Batch of clones, or in this case, the hyper advanced, you know, unit that they have produced. And the trailer, if you have not seen it, is excellent. It leaves you want more. It looks like it's going to take place right around the time of Revenge of the Sith. You know, in the trailer, you, you hear the Execute Order 66 going on. I'd be curious to see how that rolls out. But clones are just cool. They look cool. You know, that Clone Wars series, Mandalorian, they just, that style of helmet, you know, gunslinging and just partying and having a blast. Like, that's what these these shows are about, just adventure and gunslinging. I, people just love that, including myself. <clears throat> then you got, uh, it's going to be called Andor. It's going to be a prequel to Rogue One. It's going to follow Captain Cassian or... Uh, I forget his, uh, Diego Luna is his actor's name, and it's going to be a prequel to the Rogue One, it's going to be kind of like a spy, I think the J uh, director of the Jason Bourne series is going to be doing that one, and I think that should be good, kind of like a, like a gritty spy type thriller within the Star Wars universe, I believe that'll be a, either a movie or a TV show, probably a TV show, but that'll be coming out, not for a while yet, oh, the piece de resistance that's coming out. Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan series. Holy shit, Obi-Wan's coming back. Ewan McGregor's coming back. And Hayden Christensen, who famously played him in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, that is. But he will be reprising his role as Darth Vader in this series. So that should be fucking awesome. But it's going to take place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And I forget, it's like a gap of 20, 30 years but, you know, Obi-Wan's basically at his peak in Revenge of the Sith, and, you know, they leave things how they did on Mustafar. You know, Anakin becomes Darth Vader, kind of more machine than man. Then Obi-Wan's on, oh, excuse me, Obi-Wan is on Tatooine, and he's basically guarding Luke. Just making sure everything's good to go there. A lot of storytelling can happen in these years. Point one, you got Darth Vader, who's still out there looking for Obi-Wan, pissed off. Padme's dead, and he know Anakin or Darth Vader knew Padme was pregnant, so he's looking for the kids. Point B or point two, we would get to do a incredible backstory in Obi-Wan, one of the coolest characters in the entire Star Wars saga. We get to, I think we would be able to get to look at his, you know, how he became to be a Padawan. We get to see Qui-Gon Jinn. Liam Neeson, I think, is actually coming back. Qui-Gon Jinn is a Force ghost, and he'll be coming back, I, I believe. The, at least his voice or something, but we get some, to see the more inner workings and intricacies within Obi-Wan. Point three, Darth Maul. Now, I know last time we saw Darth Maul, if you haven't watched the Clone Wars or Rebel series, Darth Maul we see in Phantom Menace, big-ass lightsaber battle, kills Qui-Gon, then Obi-Wan cuts him in half. Now, Darth Maul actually survives this through some sort of Sith magic, I don't know. But he eventually gets robot legs or some spider-type 
I don't even know, spider donkey legs. And he's mad. He's pissed. He's on the hunt for Obi-Wan. He wants revenge. You know, you cut off my waist. Got a metal dick now. So he's pissed off at Obi-Wan. So that'll be very, very good if they have a an additional showdown. I think there's a couple teaser trailers. They're pretty good on there. But Darth Maul is definitely going to be some badass motherfucker coming back wanting revenge. Obi-Wan's going to be ready. Oh, there's a few other things that are coming out. Obi-Wan series would be excellent. But I think that's... There's a couple others. Oh, my God. They're, they're going to do one on the droids, like R2-D2, C-3PO, which, to be honest with you, I, don't, I think that one's going to flop. That one's going to flop hard. No one wants to watch that shit. I, I don't know how they would do that. Like, C-3PO speaking in his dumbass accent the entire thing. He's just as, almost as bad as Jar Jar Binks. Uh, there's a couple others that are coming out. I could definitely see they just opened the floodgates on this shit. There's a lot of potential. that Man- Mandalorian has opened the doors for a lot of different things within the Star Wars universe. I think there's also uh, Rogue Squadron that's going to be coming out, going to be focusing on uh, you know the X-Wing or the Y-Wing fighter pilots. I think that should be good. There's a couple of video games back in the day for those and you know, be an interesting kind of fighter pilot type story. You know, fuck you, Tom Cruise. Check this Star Wars shit out. Yeah, I'd rather watch that. That'd be dope. Oh, man, there's one other. Oh, there's one. I think it's going to be called Acolyte or Acolyte. Acolyte. Acolyte, I want to say. And it's going to be set in the era of the High Republic. Now, those of you who don't know the High High Republic era, it's couple hundred or a couple thousand years before the, the the universe we know that has been portrayed in the movies and that's really the peak of the galactic republic where they're at their most power you know the jedi's there and they're doing their thing but that's also where the knights of the old republic video games take place and the story there is incredible now in this time period we would also have the mandalorian civil wars which would tie in nicely with the tv show to give you a little bit of back history on the Mandalorian Civil Wars, that <clears throat> so basically, you know, I forget the exact planet. I want to say Mandalore, maybe it's another planet, but but the story really takes place where you have the traditional, you have two different factions that form within the Mandalorians. There's the traditional, I I forget their exact name, but the the traditional Mandalorians. Then there's the Death Watch. And at the helm of the Death Watch is a guy named Vizsla. The traditional Mandalorians had set forth a code, you know, we can't abuse, you know, our, our training and our power as, as these skilled warriors. You know, we, do, we need to be chivalrous and, you know, and gentle and do the, you know, the foundling thing, you know, help helping out people we come across in this galaxy. The Death Watch and Vizsla were, were like, fuck that shit. We want to be pirates. We want to benefit and we want to be able to take our helmets off that's the one of the main differences between death watch and traditional allowing to show your face versus not as we see with you know din jaren or the mando we see on tv he's of the traditional even when he encounters bo katan they talk about you know the death watch and that's really what they're a part of but getting in further in there's a civil war that breaks out between these two factions and uh, this guy Vizsla eventually 
massacres uh, this little boy's family on the planet. And this little boy happens to be found by the head of the Mandalorians. I forget the, the traditional Mandalorians. I forget the guy's name, but the little boy <clears throat> went by the name of Jango Fett. And Jango Fett was a foundling, as we... As uh, Boba Fett said in the recent episode of The Mandalorian, Jango Fett was a foundling, and he grew up to be a Mandalorian. He fought in the Jedi Civil Wars alongside the traditional Mandalorians, and eventually the man who had found Jango Fett, his you know stepfather, adopted father, was killed by Vizsla, the leader of the Death Watch, and Jango Fett swore out his revenge. Right around this time, the Jedi start to get involved in this big battle. And the Mandalorians start fighting the Jedi. They're going to fight everybody fighting the world. And guess who's leading the Jedi at this point in the High Republic? Or in the Mandalorian Civil Wars? Count Dooku. So, Count Dooku, before he was this Sith Lord we see in all these Star Wars series, he was actually a Jedi. He was actually Qui-Gon Jinn's master. Dooku is leading these Jedi, and he actually arrests Jango Fett. Jango Fett is actually able to escape, and he kills Vizsla. Then he becomes the legendary bounty hunter we know. But isn't that insane that we have all these characters that are tied together by this this string of, of awesome stories? And that High Republic era would be especially relevant for this Mandalorian series right now. You know, Count Dooku is a Jedi, holy shit. And he eventually trains Qui-Gon Jinn, and Qui-Gon Jinn trains Obi-Wan. That's, that's crazy. The Jango Fett being a foundling answers the age-old question, is, you know, is the, are the Fets Mandalorian? And they are. They just, uh, Boba Fett just has a different, I guess Jango did too. They were kind of, I guess, cool with taking the helmets off, I guess. Cause they didn't follow up. They, you know, Boba Fett says, you know, my allegiance is to no one, and I, I respect that. That's badass outlaw bounty hunter type shit. They could even do a. They need to elaborate more on the Boba Fett story. I, I gotta say, I know what happened to him, but they they need to portray that to the audience. You know, do some flashbacks how they got out of the pit. Hell, they could even do a, a standalone bounty hunter movie, cause you got you know Boba Fett. You got Bosk, you got Dengar, you got IG-88, you got a bunch of, you got a whole array of bounty hunters that we see in The Empire Strikes Back. They're standing there as Darth Vader's kind of talking to them. There's a big story along, along those lines. So that would be excellent. But yeah, Star Wars is just a wormhole of history and just cool shit. And if you're wondering how I know all this shit, it's because I have way too much time. And I just am a nerd and I enjoy this shit, but... If you ever want to explore this, go to a website called wikipedia.com. Not wiki, wiki. Wikipedia.com. Or Star, yeah, Star Wars fandom, Wikipedia. Just type it in Google. And the galactic timeline on there especially helps out. Kind of helps you, oh, this movie, okay, that happened before that. And if you want to see how the original Expanding Universe was supposed to go, that's your ticket right there. Check it out. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch base on those few things. Yeah, there's a lot of new projects coming out. If you ever have the time, go check it out. They did a big 
like big panel on it. It's like 30 minutes long on YouTube or something. Disney plan, Disney panel on new Star Wars projects, like seven of them. I think I only talked about a couple, but there's a few of them that are in in the works, but just don't have a specific name to them. But definitely excited for Obi Wan, the High Republic, the Bad Batch, all those, the Squadron one, whatever. Not necessarily the R two D two one. I give a shit about those robots. But yeah, so that was Lizard Talk. Just wanted to give you a little little Star Wars, little Star Wars action. Hit you with it. I'm definitely gonna record one after the new episode tomorrow. Yeah, fuck it, we'll see. You know how it is. Definitely gonna try and pick up the more of a rhythm with this podcast, but life happens and I honestly just don't give a shit, so I'm gonna put these out whenever I feel like it. But look for the new podcast coming up with yours truly, your neighborhood lizard, and my man Gunner. We're gonna be coming out with a fitness podcast coming soon. Hit me up and we'll come up with some topics. Let us know if there's anything else you wanna want me to talk about. Actually, fuck that. I don't really give a shit. I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about anyway. But yeah, this was Lizard Talk. Stay safe out there. I mean, if you're around Tom Cruise, maybe wear a mask, maybe social distance. But then again, you could punt that guy through a goalpost. So, fuck you, Tom. But yeah, Lizard Talk out. Scientology sucks.